0: It's time for Wheel Nerds. And here are your hosts, Chuck and Todd. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 34. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. Themes in the current political climate. Chuck. <laughs> so what you're saying is... <laughs> I avoid politics and news and all (laughs) I know is the outdoors and the outdoors and the all I know is the funny thing that Santorum really stands for. <laughs> for li- for listeners who don't know you, just go ahead and Google Santorum. Don't
1: do it at work. Welcome back, everybody. It's a brand new year. Brand spanking new year. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. Got to hang out with some relatives. Got to uh, ride the year around some more.
0: Oh, yeah, because it was, like, warm here. Yeah. I was in San Diego where it's always nice and toasty and, and here it didn't start snowing until I got back. Yeah, I have, I have a confession to make about how hardcore I am this winter. I'm not at all are, are you still riding the year old work oh,
1: yeah. oh yeah no I, I've gotten okay. real settled into it like taking the car feels strange now
0: <laughs> okay why why aren't you hardcore
1: well because it's just not cold <laughs> <laughs> We had had 60-degree days. There's one day I had to turn off my heat. It was too much. (laughs) It's true. It's been, like, really
0: freaky nice here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I can't complain too much.
0: Uh, I can complain about the snow for skiing. I was going to take the Buell out to to run it around, and that's when it snowed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Even the weather wants the Buell to die.
0: Yeah, about that. Yeah, everybody's against me on the Buell. I, I'm not against you on the Buell. Well, no, because that makes you
1: laugh. <laughs> right, exactly. It's, it's like bottomless <laughs> entertainment. It's like dinner and a show.
0: <laughs> uh, I've gotten the cable to uh, plug into a laptop. Uh-huh. So I can run the ECM spy and do oh. a throttle position reset. Cool, and figure out what what's going on there. Well, it's it's just to uh, you know, a lot of people on the Beale forums recommends you do this reset mm. because apparently it's got a habit of getting out of whack. Oh, gotcha. The, the Strom has this awful
1: little torque screw that's buried in the the far depths of the, between uh. the cylinders that you have to
0: turn to set your TPS. Yeah, here's here's the thing: the software that came with mm. it is Windows, and all my portables are running <laughs> Linux. <laughs> That's what you get for being a giant nerd. <laughs> I spent all weekend like struggling with wine and mono and other ways Linux nerds get Windows programs to run with like no dice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'd say I feel bad for you, but I don't at all. You, you brought Shut this up. on yourself. Uh, I might need to borrow your laptop at some point. <laughs> Good luck. The screen doesn't work. Uh, maybe I'll just like cart one of my PC towers out there. And... I'm also
1: nervous about plugging anything into your Buell, to be perfectly honest. Fire will come shooting out of the CD drive
0: I'm sure DeBuell won't
1: put a virus on your I'm machine I'm sure that won't happen What could possibly go wrong?
0: No, hey, do you ever see that old movie from the 90s, Moontrap? No It starred Bruce Campbell and uh, Walter Koenig from Star Trek Right. It was awesomely bad, schlocky stuff But it's about the uh, malevolent alien AI that works its way into things and- Ooh, like toasters and... <laughs> Automated car doors and the thing that goes and bing bing when the and, elevator arrives, and then it uh, combines that with people parts. One of those movies. Yeah, but it's got Bruce Campbell, so you know, so it's got some tiny good things going for it. Ooh, I saw a, a movie that we gotta to add to our movie night oh, list. Goody. Priest. Oh, okay. Based upon a Korean comic book, and it carries over none of it other than the title. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got motorcycles in there, and the behind-the-scenes feature about the motorcycles was really interesting because uh, they talk a lot about these machines that they custom build for the movie mm-hmm. and that no one can ride. <laughs> oh, lovely! Like the like the Tron bike with the Strom engine in it. Worse, apparently, these guys, uh, the actors, had gone to you know motorcycle school, yeah. and they were all excited to you know mm-hmm. to ride them. But uh, at the end of the day, they had to put training wheels on the bikes <laughs> and CGI those out. <laughs>
1: Oh, poor Paul Bettany! I really, I really want to give him props because he he does play
0: Matter in, in in the Master and Commander movie. But like, come on, mm-hmm. come on, training wheels! And he, Bettany was the one who who pointed it out with that that shamed look on his face. Of you know, I was so excited to do this, and they had to put safety wheels on. Well, it. At least he owns up to it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, also, the bike themselves were so unwieldy that they uh, had to strip parts off of it and then just CGI them back in. You know, there was a cheaper way to do all that. I just want to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There comes a point Yeah This is why you go to school For motorcycle design Yeah, <laughs> Just make a cool looking prop No problem Catwoman <laughs> will crash
1: and some cameras for you I have to notice this week First of all if For those who haven't noticed Chuck and I are in different places Because Truck has the dreaded Chuck flu And we're not sure If it's transmissible To humans or not I've got uh, Adventure flu Adventure flu I have noticed uh-huh.
0: Due to the wonderful
1: technology We now have on the internet That you smell Particularly adventurous tonight
0: Why thank you I was using a
1: My special deodorant. (laughs) (laughs) So this comes from one of our listeners. Apparently Degree Deodorants now has the Adrenaline Series Adventure Invisible Stick.
0: Yeah, thanks, Dan. He sent us a giant picture of this thing. Because, you know, no one wants to be stinky when they're on the trans-American trail. No,
1: no, certainly not. No, no. I mean, you know, wait a minute. I don't even bring deodorant with me.
0: Oh, I do. Why? Why? 'Cause I don't want to smell myself either. Real men smell of whiskey, ten W forty and feet, especially when they're having adventures. Todd, you smell of whiskey, ten W forty and feet after you get out of the shower.
1: Well, that's that's true. But it's adventure.
0: <laughs> it's a tough smell, it's a manly smell. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick this adventure stick uh in the uh, wheel nerd kit for the next truck. Oh, good. The one where the beel doesn't break down.
1: Oh, that would be a sweet trip.
0: Yeah. Too bad we've never had one of those. <laughs> That's not true. We have. Yeah? Yeah, it was just but, your uh, life that broke down instead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you broke down. Hey, I bet, you know, if you had had some of this adventure stick when you pulled into that gas station and started crying, mm-hmm. it would have made you feel good. You would have manned right That's up. true.
1: it would have been like, <laughs> adventure.
0: And then we would have gone. So like, really, you, you, you don't take any deodorant at all? Oh, it depends on how many people I'm around. Wow, man, because we were, like, going into populated uh, places. Well, you and me, you know you well yeah if we're in the new me in the woods and we're being molested by elk okay but <laughs> we're going to like restaurants and Dep- stores depends
1: and- on how many humans I'm gonna be around because I gotta tell you part of being Todd is even with deodorant if I haven't showered
0: it it's, it's lipstick on a pig you know I go like a day maybe two days max and I just can't stand myself I need something yeah you know it bothers me the first or second day um, and then I stop noticing <laughs> That's the point where Todd starts painting uh, mud on his face And he's whittled a spear Mm -hmm. out of a Mm -hmm. stick Yep, yep, making things out of skulls
1: Actually, the thing I do that I find makes a huge difference In not, like, desperately needing a hotel room and a shower You can do a pretty effective, like, bath of the um, important bits Just in the morning with, like, a paper towel or a napkin And, like, some hot water from a pan Baby wipes Yeah, baby wipes are okay Baby wipes are cold
0: It's adventure
1: I'm not that adventurous. Come on. Real men use baby wipes. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> but it's true. Baby wipes aren't really important to take on adventures because swamp
0: ass is no laughing matter. I, unfortunately, I haven't had to, to deal with that yet. But uh, I have a kid, so my stock of baby wipes is near endless. <laughs> pretty along <laughs> pretty with, generous. <laughs> along with the chocolate pudding. Yes, the pudding. The pudding <laughs> so, you know, I was thinking,
1: Chuck, you've got the Thruxton. So clearly you're going down the vintage road, but like sooner or later you're going to run into somebody else who has a Thruxton, and you know they're, they're just you're not going to be able to keep up with them. I mean, they've got a Thruxton too. You're just one of the crowd now. You're mainstream. Yeah, it might as well be a Harley.
0: What if it's Brad Pitt? Well, he, he, what if it's Brad Pitt who pulls up on a Euro, well, he's Brad Pitt. Screw him. And his is one wheel drive anyway, douche. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just you know tooling around this you know L.A. or wherever. He doesn't need a two wheel drive.
1: I'm thinking, though, what you need is you need something much more vintage. You need something not only vintage like a Ural. You need something so much more vintage than Ural, so much more classic and so much more shittily made that you'll barely be able to ride it ever. Wow, sign me up. We're looking at an ad from Denver. A 1969 BMW. Right. So if you look at this, if you take a look at the, closely at the picture, first of all, you'll notice that the heads of the thing should look awful familiar for anyone who's ever seen a Ural before. This looks like your bike. Yeah, funny thing about that. So I think what this is, is an overhead valve Dnieper. I think that's how you pronounce din- it. Dnieper. It's the... Dnieper, uh, the other Russian yeah, bike? Yeah, it's the other Russian bike. And the thing about it is, is this is, you know, it's rare in the States because they'll never pass inspection. But the thing about it is, for every Ural made in the last couple of decades, there are about 20 of these things. And, you know, 10 Changs, the Chinese equivalent. So these things are like falling out of the sky over there. Yeah, pretty much. It's It's... It's pretty out of hand.
0: Let's see. First sale, BMW bike. Have no clue on the year or what CC it well, is. I can tell that because you're calling it a BMW. <laughs> that was our
1: first Here's clue. the
0: engine number. We'll sell. The bike was drove, but now it need a mag to get her here to fire up. Any, any info. Let me know thanks,
1: numbers, thanks. We'll sell them as a pair. He's got two of Wait, these. What? Two of them. Oh,
0: we should totally buy these. I, I'm i not seeing the two. I'm seeing one. Yeah, I only list one in the ad. Okay, that's a bit strange. But he, he talks like they're a pair, and the questions and answers make an offer for them as a pair. Huh. So it sounds like he's got two of these. Yeah. He just... Only took pictures of one. Now we know they're
1: not BMWs. He updates. So thanks for the help. If anyone knows, they were – Oh man, this
0: guy is. Uh, this guy walked into an old barn, found these bikes, and then was promptly hit on the head by the barn's owner. Yeah, okay, that fits. <laughs> that, that certainly explains the uh, the lack of
1: uh, much of anything. Wow,
0: mm-hmm. you know, I gotta say these are these are these are cool looking bikes. They speak to they me. are
1: they are vintage.
0: Uh, bidding has ended. The reserve was not met. Mm-hmm. We should totally make an offer on this. Yeah. We should get these bikes. <laughs> I will pass, I think. I wanted a Ural ST.
1: Yeah,
0: this is, um, the Ural ST is pretty cush by comparison. So here's the thing. It was sent in by a guy named Denver who says, take a look at the item location. Are you looking? Morehead, Kentucky. <laughs> I don't know what's funnier. that There's a place called Moorhead, Kentucky, or that a guy named Denver is making fun of it.
1: Well, you know, not everyone can have not hippie parents, okay? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest.
0: Hipster credit is calling. I can be the
1: guy on the even more obscure Russian bike. Oh, crap, I, I'm not giving you any spare parts. I'm telling you that right
0: now. <laughs> Maybe the curse of the bill will transfer to this thing. We, uh, when I got back, there was a box waiting for us in the P.O. box. Nito. It came from uh, from Switzerland.
1: Oh, okay. So it might actually be something good. I was going to say, if it was from here, you should probably
0: open it with tweezers or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was full filled with stuff that was good. Oh, really? Yeah. It came from uh, listener Franca. And she sent, like, two bags of chocolate from, you know, over there. That's
1: good. Is there any left for me?
0: What? You fatty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I figured you wouldn't be interested in the chocolates. There was also foreign language newspapers. Oh, okay. And and you know, and Swiss 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 talk. Uh huh. Swiss talk. Swiss Swissanese. <laughs> I don't. I don't speak any Swissanese. There was plenty of foreign language newspapers in, in Swissanese. I figured you know that was more interesting to you, so I split it up. With I get the chocolate, and you got the newspapers. I Hate you so much. <laughs> Oh, these chocolates are so good. <laughs> oh, God, I'm just going to rub them on my chest. You're just sitting in this studio giving off
1: horrible germs and eating chocolate, aren't you?
0: <laughs> Son of
1: a bitch. So did you get anything yeah, this cool one, for Christmas other than chocolate? I did.
0: Uh, hold on. This this one piece hasn't completely melted in my crotch. I could save oh, this God. one for you. Uh, I'll put this one in the fridge to reform it. It'll be fine. Don't <laughs> worry. You'll be good. <laughs> You know, I did get some cool stuff for Christmas from me. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Chuck, you're wonderful and smell nice. Love, Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) I know. This is what you've always wanted. You know, I've talked before about the the really cool motorcycle shop that's uh, by my mom's place in San Diego Mm -hmm, there. mm -hmm. So I went in there and and spent some money. Did you? (laughs) All
1: right. What'd you get? A pair of City Gore-Tex Kenyan boots. Cool. Those are the uh, those are the ones with the little strappy over the top that have kind of like enough sole you can sort of adventure with them if you're so inclined.
0: Yes, but they're not all adventure-y and plastic armored. And, gotcha. Yeah, they have much more support than the uh, the sort of traditional engineer boots I wear mm-hmm. now. There was something I figured I could wear to work and manage to get around all day in, sure. if it so came up. Or I could go and ride them on adventure. Makes sense. They're pretty cool. I like them a lot. Right. Well, we'll have to hear about them later as you break
1: them in and get used to them and see how they do in the long term.
0: Yes, not you know not riding on a buell with them or anything like that because – Whoosh. I'm thinking if I just be pessimistic about the uh-huh. bill,
1: it'll run. It'll just. It'll just Makes work. Makes sense. Yeah, you don't. You don't get your <laughs> hopes up, and then it'll just. You know, just. Just uh,
0: strictly to make you wrong. Because that's what happened. Like you know, with our trip to Durango, I was positive that thing was going to explode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So were you? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Actually. Yeah. See. It, it it's listening, Todd. It knows. It can hear you. It knows what you're doing. It's the, somewhere. The right f- now. It can see you. <laughs> the tiki sticker isn't just for fun. No, no. Those are those are no <laughs> laughing matter. Uh, the other thing I got was kind of a, a weird uh, last minute c- kind of pick. Icon, which uh, we all know as the company that makes girls' chaps in pink. They got this tank bag. That converts into a backpack. Hmm.
1: I mean, I've seen them before where they turn into like a little man purse, and that's kind of like, mm, thanks, guys. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. helpful. No, these these things backpack backpack straps just kind of roll out of a pocket in the top, and they they clip to the bottom. Hmm. I'll be letting people know how it works out. But for right now, it's it's a pretty neat little bag. Yeah, yeah. Seems like it could be useful Rent. for
1: taking your lunch and your you know your ballet shoes and that kind of thing.
0: Right. Yeah, my ba- my ballet shoes. That was one time, Todd. <laughs> Yeah, one time. We weren't supposed to talk about it. This week. (laughs) My little girl really liked it. We weren't supposed to talk about it. (laughs) Uh, So did you get anything
1: for uh, Christmas? Well, I didn't get anything motorcycle related from from others, but I did get something for myself. My helds actually wore out. I've got a hole in the palm of them. Finally. A fact about which I... (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not pleased about this, because they lasted about a year and a half, and I had some stitching problems with them in the first place. And for a pair of gloves that expensive, like, I expect that they will just, like, work and be good and and... Only a year and a half, and they look like that. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I mean, you've seen huh. these things. They're they're horrifying.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were much older. No, no.
1: No, that's about a year and a half of use. And maybe part of it is I'm just hell on gloves, but my Joe Rocket gloves lasted about a year before they blew up. So, you know, yeah. price-wise, this is, uh, so what, one quarter, third, something like that, the price for two-thirds of the uh, the life? I'm, I'm not, I wasn't feeling it. So I went on to AeroStitch, and I got a pair of their... Uh, their elk skin gauntlet gloves. We'll see. I'm gonna see what happens as they start to loosen up and soften up. Let's see how they do. They look cool okay. as hell. Um, and I got the ones with the uh, with kind of the gel pad in the in the knuckles okay so they've got some you know some decent protection i mean the helds didn't have anything but a gel
0: pad in them so we shall see my held air gloves have an, o- an odd stitch that irritates uh, one of my pinkies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a little disappointing yeah i am feeling
1: like in general i'm i'm not that psyched about held i once upon a time maybe they were the really cool glove guys but i i'm i don't know i'm, I'm not seeing it not feeling it that's really weird yeah so i'm gonna try out the arrow stitch gloves this elk skin fabric is really cool like it's got this um, I don't know, know exactly what it is I mean it just looks like basic tanned leather but uh, it's really like kind of almost soft inside which I didn't expect uh-huh. You know, I expected fairly just like I don't know leathery for lack of a better term but uh, I'm pretty pleased with them so far. We'll, we'll see what happens. See how they hold up. See how uh, Todd Disgustingness grinds into them, if it <laughs> does so.
0: What made you, uh, what made you go to AeroStitch?
1: Um, basically, I wanted a pair of leather gloves. I definitely decide I like leather over other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just happened to be looking at them anyway. So they sent me a catalog or something. And I was kicking it around. I was like, oh, I need new gloves. I could do these. Well, is it as cool as the TourTech catalog? <laughs> it's not as thick. But then again, they are aren't that thick, so who knows? There's Bibles that aren't as thick. As <laughs> as <thingy. laughs> uh, so far, so good. We'll see what happens long term. But uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I like them from the start. They seem much more substantial, and the stitching is definitely really high quality. So, how
0: were they in cost compared to the uh, Helds?
1: Uh, they're about eighty bucks, and the Helds are about one hundred fifty.
0: So, wow. pretty much lower. Okay. Oh, we've got a story here. Oh, goody! Tell me a story. Chuck. From uh, from Michael. Okay. Uh, hey, Chuck and Todd, I've been looking for some protective pants for touring mm-hmm. and day trips. I've looked at various websites and found several possibilities, which leads me to this ad. I did a Google image search and started looking at the pigs. Pigs. He started looking at pigs. Weird. I saw these pants and thought they're kind of odd, but might be nice in the warm temps here in Florida if they had different colors. That is until I started reading the copy. I'm thinking this was written by Peggy in Russia and translated by Google.
1: Okay, let's have a look here. (laughs) I'll uh... – Let's see if I can get this right. Mesh pants. When riding on motorcycles, vital is you must wear quality gears. Apart from that, you have to wear <laughs> the right outfit as well. Keep in mind that you will have to choose your desired apparel wisely, carefully to give you maximum desired protection. Oh Goodness, my. motorcycle pants are part of the preferred motorcycle apparel list. Not to be confused with motorcycle thongs, which are not part of the preferred. <laughs> That's not here. No, but it's true.
0: <laughs> Unless, you know, you're at Sturgis or Daytona, mm-hmm. then you know, a thong is okay if you're a girl. Good save
1: (laughs) They give some tips actually
0: about them down here too Which I like a lot Right fit has to be in mind Baggy pants flop a lot and are too easy Very uncomfortable while Mm -hmm. riding Mm -hmm. Tight pants either are not a wise decision It will bug you while sitting Especially on your joints This can hinder the flow of blood also, which is bad since you will be stuck in one position as you ride. Right. So if you're sitting on your stash because the cops are following you, then,
1: you know, it's going to (laughs) bother you. Uh, Wait, that's not what they mean, is it?
0: You don't even need to sit on your stash. You've got a
1: sidecar. Good point. They do note it should have waterproof materials. It is always wise to ride in waterproof pants and jackets, which is particularly funny considering we are talking about mesh
0: pants (laughs) can we see the problem here 1.2 millimeter cowhide leather and ploy air mesh and what's funny to me is he wrote a little blurb about himself at the bottom oh
1: about the author I am a content contributor for insert name of site here or feel free to comment on this article or visit at insert name of site here or insert name of other site here Uh and uh then they put up a video from different
0: (laughs) Rebzilla yeah they stole a video from somebody else okay that's um, that's neat that is a thing. So, I mean, it's not like a horrible ad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking what this
1: is. Is this is? Uh, I don't, I don't know what to make of this. How do you order them? I, I'm not sure you do. I think this might be a search engine bait. In all
0: honesty. Uh, ah. Yeah. Moto Madness: Life on Two Wheels. Mm-hmm. Say no to no to freezing on your motorcycle this winter. No. Yes, indeedy. So let's
1: go ahead and open the phones. So how you doing, Jorge?
2: Oh, I'm doing well. Uh, San Antonio, it's been about, uh, it's been in, during the day, it's been about upper 60s, dry. It's been lovely.
0: Oh, God. Oh, you
1: smug southern sons of... <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I don't have much to complain about this year in Utah, but even so.
0: Yeah, it was pretty warm in Utah here up until about uh, Friday. Now I've got four inches of snow in my driveway. Doesn't bother me. <laughs> <sighs> So what are you riding on
1: these days, Jorge?
2: I'm privileged to have uh, two bikes in the garage. I have a uh, 1998 Harley-Davidson Heritage, don't hate me too much, and a uh, 94 Kawasaki Concourse.
0: Oh, Yeah, yeah. You're the guy that straddles both sides of the line. Spooky. (laughs) So do you have to have like two separate groups of friends for riding with? He has two
1: different outfits so they can't identify him (laughs) in (laughs) the shops. It's hey, you're Jorge. Funny.
2: No, yeah, it's <laughs> funny you you actually mentioned that. I'm sure you uh, you guys have been through the same thing. I'm uh, I'm part of a meetup group here in the San Antonio area, and uh, one of them is pretty much mostly metric riders from cruisers, uh, adventure riders uh, to older you know 80s and 70s bikes, and uh, I'm also an, or- an organizer for a uh, a much more Harley esque type of riding group. And uh, they tend to be the whole uh, pirated, you know. I mean, pirate garb, so you show up in the one piece in the wrap. concourse
0: for that? You
2: no, know, I show up every once in a while because I want to be warm. And uh, <laughs> do you,
0: do you have one of those cool skull face bandanas that you you wrap around?
2: Absolutely not. I make one of those fighters <laughs> that do is like, dude, put on a freaking full face helmet. It's freaking cold. And cold here is you know under fifty degrees, of course.
0: Shut up. <laughs> Okay, so I'm curious with your with your Harley group, how many of them wear full face?
2: Oh, not a whole lot of them, I have to admit. Um, out of about, uh, I would say fifty active, you know, really gung ho active riding members that we have, I would say maybe twenty percent ride with full face, or if not, three quarter helmets.
0: Hmm. That's more than I still expect. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, you're you're right. You're right.
0: Is there a helmet law in Texas?
2: It's uh, it's not it's not enforced. Uh, there is a helmet law, but um, there's uh, several ways around it. You can either take a safety course, which they pretty much give you when you buy a you know a Harley per se.
1: Um, wait, wait, wait! Stop, stop, stop! So
0: you can. <laughs> so- so you could take a safety course
2: so you could not wear a helmet. Did they teach you how to fall off the bike and, and <laughs> the tuck and roll or something? Or? It's real. Yeah, it's funny because, uh, you know, when I purchased my Harley, you know, you kind of squeeze them for just about everything you can, you know. And, and um, you know, they gave me the helmet, the jacket. The, they call it a rider's edge. Uh, it can, it's kind of a beginner's course.
0: Oh yeah, Rider's yeah. Edge. Yeah, it's a branded Emma Yeah, it's, it's the it's BRC a- rebranded for Harley. Yeah, th- that's the one where they like take you on a tour through the dealer and make sure you meet everybody, and <laughs> it's all like feel good. Are in unit three, and then <laughs> then you don't have to wear one. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's kind of strange you put it that way. You know, I'm also an insurance agent, so you know, I get that question almost every other day about the helmet. You know, is do I have to wear the helmet? You know, for my insurance to be okay? It's like, no, you don't. But uh, you know, it's the law, and as long as you're you know you're complying with rule one or two, then you're fine.
1: because <laughs> huh. I get asked when I uh, when I get bike insurance, they're like, "So do you wear a helmet all
0: the time?" And I go, "Yes, all the time," because you know I do. Oh, I know, I don't. I don't get asked that. I, I get asked like uh you know just the standard displacement stuff is this a sport bike or not that kind of stuff
2: it's pretty shameful how uh, you can kind of bypass that that law here in texas
0: <laughs> you can either wear a helmet or you can wear a cowboy hat
2: <laughs> i'll take you some photos of some of some group members and they pretty much uh they'll be smoking a, a stogie or a cigarette while they're riding their their big bagger and Wearing a cowboy helmet. I mean, a cowboy. Uh, there's actually helmets here that you can purchase that are helmets. I'm not sure how, but they, you can buy them that way.
0: Oh, wait, wait, wait. Texas is the place with the drive-through liquor store, right?
2: No, no, that's a, no that's oh. Louisiana.
0: Yeah, that's that's oh. Wyoming or Louisiana or yeah. I thought that was Texas. I'd be like, you. Please tell me you've gone through a drive-through liquor store on your bike. <laughs> No, no. no. Okay, I've I've got a new thing for the bucket list, Todd. Okay, the Buell's gonna take me to a liquor store. <laughs> It'll never <laughs> make it, even if you push.
1: <laughs> that might be funnier, actually.
0: <laughs> well, you know, we've already tried with you pushing the Buell once, so you know.
1: So, Hori, I gotta ask. So, you're 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 in motorcycle insurance. Give us a, give us a little uh, kind of w- what can listeners be doing to make sure their motorcycle insurance isn't killing them? Because I mean, a lot of people, especially you know, they go out and buy some awesome sport bike. They're going to pay through the nose for it. So, w- what are the things you you guys are looking for for safe riders? For
0: you know, don't be 19, don't be nineteen and riding a Gixxer. Well, <laughs> <Pull> that <out>. helps.
2: <laughs> oh, the, the the dealerships have that kind of. Uh... Kind of cornered out because what they do is I 'm sure you guys are familiar and it's pretty much the same there is they actually qualify you for a, a credit card so um, because I'm in San Antonio we have about we have a few air bases here in San Antonio so you oh, know, no. I, you know, I'll get that phone call you know this 18 year old kid you know buying a, a leader sport bike and you know and all he needs is liability to walk out the the showroom with it and
0: oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So un- unfortunately it's you know it's it's kind of easy um but uh yeah the the normal rider who uh, who buys that used leader bike or something that's over I think the the threshold if it's over 600 or 750 cc's it gets pretty pricey.
0: Sure. Uh, you know, from San Diego, I, I've seen a lot of those kind of kids. You know, the, the eighteen, nineteen-year-old sailors, fresh off the boat with six months of pay, and <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and all they need is a motorcycle. <laughs> Lieutenant Mobiles, as far as the eye can see.
2: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So you guys are in uh, Utah.
0: Yeah, Should we're we behind have the me? Zion you guys have some Curtain.
2: Great food out there, from what I hear. Well, it's all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Todd's a
0: food snob, and I will happily eat at Carl's Jr.
2: <laughs> Chuck is nothing if
0: not easy, or a cheap day. I see, I
2: see, I see. My
0: my bar is set very low. <laughs>
2: I'm pliable, just like you. I'm pretty pliable.
0: Have you gone on like any pretty cool trips on these bikes?
2: You know, on the uh, I recently did it. We were going to do the Dragon's uh, Tail. That's when that whole uh, hurricane deal blew through um, Missouri and such like that. And we weren't able to make it across the Mississippi because it was so high. So we kind of stayed, and uh, we actually ended up going to the Ozarks. As uh, scary as that sounds for a uh, for a a, a Hispanic type like me, you know and <laughs> I have to say that um, Arkansas, I mean, that is a beautiful state. Uh, it's just green and hilly and compared to San Antonio, which is pretty much flat and <laughs> Uh, but yeah. I have to say, you know, the, the lower end of Missouri—we rode all over uh, the lower end of Missouri and uh, all over Arkansas. It was just beautiful.
0: I, I've been through Texas, Jorge. I got to tell you, everywhere I went was flat.
2: Yeah, yeah, we uh, have.
0: Uh, they've <laughs> got the market cornered. I'm not sure where you're, if you if there's like a place that isn't flat. Uh, and, I'm pretty sure there's a sign. <laughs> watch out dip
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty lucky to live in this one area of Texas I mean of San Antonio I live in northern San Antonio which kind of borders the, the so called hill country and you know it's actually kind of exciting for us Texans you know we have a little bit of a hill country and uh, I'll send you some photos and we have an area here called um, called the Three Sisters it, it's uh, it's made up of about three highways up here and it's, it's just beautiful uh, switchbacks and curves and and such it's it's pretty nice compared to the, the rest of the state
1: I, I really something totally different for a landmark called the three sisters
2: <laughs> yes, yes and it's got a whole bunch of different names you know the twisted sisters and all this stuff uh, but it's the it, closest thing we have
0: <laughs> is it like six connected hills
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah it's a, it's about it's a hundred mile loop and um it's just it's really really cool i mean compared to anything else we have it's pretty exciting <laughs>
0: Texas is one of those places I really want to get down to for food.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just as, as long as you have a, I mean, we've got a little bit of everything. It just depends on you know where you come through. Uh, of course, the um, the northern eastern part is going to be a little bit more. Um, I, I would say more influenced by Louisiana oh yeah uh, yeah oh. The, the mid and southern of course it's more it's more mexican but it gets really interesting when you kind of blur the lines in the middle like austin and such austin is just a i mean you you visit other other cities in texas and it's pretty conservative very low-key but you go to austin you're like what the <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like it,
2: a stuck in the middle of a of texas it's just super super uh liberal city
0: that's true we have uh, I have well, actually I think both of us have some friends that live in Austin and, and they make a point to tell us that it's not like the rest of Texas you can come visit <laughs> yeah it's one of the first things they say actually <laughs> Austin is cool please come we swear, please it's not gonna please just oh. well I tell you what I want I want beef barbecue I want steak and I want tacos All- not necessarily in that order <laughs> that's why I want to come to you Texas get Chuck some dead cow he's a pretty happy guy in general. In general. oh god
2: absolutely no if if you get a chance um i'm not sure how involved you guys are getting i mean your show is, is picking up and um, if there's a south by southwest that happens during march and it's become uh you know kind of a tech hub a music hub and a film hub it'd be very cool if you guys came down one of these one of these years where they
0: Austin. take a couple a couple douchebags roll in the town, smelling all stinky?
2: We have a podcast.
0: We, we were just covering yeah, earlier in the show cat. that Todd doesn't like deodorant.
2: Oh, I think I've spoke. I don't know who I was who I emailed at the very beginning. Uh, there's a, a a podcast called uh, Dignation. Oh yeah, yeah. These guys do nothing but drink beer and just cut up for like about fifteen twenty minutes. And these guys have had a humongous <clears throat> podcast showing there every South by Southwest in Austin. It is just crazy huge.
0: We have a rule about drinking on our show. We we can't, <laughs> we can't handle it after the debacle of episode two. You might have noticed as before, we live in Utah, so we we. Don't know how to drink.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, we know I, how. We just don't know how to survive it very well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we we don't. Is
2: it, tr- is it true about the alcohol limitation there? That's not true. Like four percent or five percent or something oh, like that.
0: Th- three two beer.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Uh, That's uh, if you buy it in like the supermarkets and stuff. If you suck it up and go to the liquor store and pay out the nose, you can get regular beer.
1: Or you can take Bud Miller out yeah. to uh, you know, Evanston, Wyoming. Not that. We transport beer across Utah state lines because that would be wrong. That
0: would that be, would be, be Ill- illegal. <laughs> I totally did not bring back anything from San Diego. That was alcohol. Nope.
2: <laughs> now, how about you guys? Any any rides in the you know kind of in the in the back burner? Are you guys planning anything huge coming into the spring or summer?
0: Yes, I am planning the Chuck proves the Buell runs ride,
1: <laughs> and I'm planning the rescue Chuck and pick up all his crap when the Buell explodes ride. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs>
2: So was it the wiring harness or what was the issue with the Buell?
1: It's cursed. Uh, That's the issue. The
2: issue is curses,
0: <laughs> bad juju. Uh, you, you know, they're saying it was the uh, the bank angle sensor on the bike, the wiring there. Um, it's cursed. But I haven't really had a, you know, because right after I picked the bike back up, I went out for the holidays for three, four weeks, and as soon as I get back here, it snows four inches. Curse. So the bike just kind of looms. <laughs> I Curse. don't know. It's a it's a hard place for me to be in because all of my friends are telling me to sell the damn thing as fast as possible. Want to sell it at all? <laughs> well, yeah, but I said my friends. <laughs> Todd's like, with the Buell, these things, these shows practically write themselves. (laughs) No actual
1: work goes into
0: any episode when the Buell's around.
1: Uh, In fairness, no actual work goes into any episode.
0: Well, yeah. February or March, depending on how cooperative the weather is, I'm going to take the bike out by myself for four or so days and see what happens. There's a good chance I'll be walking back into town down the middle of the road smelling of gasoline and ash.
2: (laughs) Amazing! Amazing. Uh, what do you take with you if, if and when you guys uh, do like a road trip uh, together or separate? Do you guys take any type of uh, um, recording equipment to kind of you know just do a spare of the moment type of recording, or is it just strictly out of your off your uh, your your mobile phones? Or what do you guys do?
0: Todd doesn't take deodorant. <laughs> We
1: usually take a little, uh, just a little cheap, like uh, the kind of thing you'd use to record uh, a class in school. Class lectures. Voice
0: recorder, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've used the iPhone as well to record. Mm-hmm. So that that works pretty well.
2: Cool. cool. Yep.
0: You don't have to be a pro anymore. You don't have to have pro equipment anymore to record stuff. So I'll just Obviously, because we're doing it. Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the big things I take is... Uh, Stuff I want to eat, which is weird because I almost never, ever have to break out my own food when I go on a trip with Todd (laughs) unless it's pudding cups. Yeah, he brings like an entire kitchen and he's you know, he's cooking up like gourmet stuff. And I'm like, "But I I've, I've got this bag of rice. I could I could cook it." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's perverse. I got the I got the uh, for me for
1: me the big things are you need you need clothes obviously. Lots of layers, you know, I bring almost ski layers. But uh I think the food thing is a big one that people tend to overlook. They think, you know, I can eat food on the road everywhere I go, but the reality of the situation is, come on, who over the age of 30 can eat road food for a week straight? And like <laughs> come out of it unimpaired, um, <clears throat>
0: <throat> shall we say. You're over 30? Yeah. <laughs> really? I
1: mean, I act 12, but, you know. <laughs> but yeah, to. I, I want to bring good food. My favorite thing about the Ural was that I could bring my two-burner stove. Excellent. What, Excellent. what can you not bring on the Ural, man? Come on. No uh Other bikes, unless they're very small. <laughs> you know, I bet that little
0: empty dump would probably fit. It's the same size as the Ural, Chuck it fit in a sidecar. The Euro would fit in its own sidecar. That's very meta. I'm freaking out. <laughs> so we just get another Euro ST and stick it in the sidecar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'll get a trailer I could just tow the Buell on. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I could do this all night. Uh, You got any questions that aren't about the Bewell, Jorge?
2: (laughs) What about um, you guys doing a video podcast? What do you think about that?
0: Uh, If I could describe to you what I'm wearing, you would never want to see me. (laughs) We're doing the show. uh, I don't know if you saw the Facebook page today, but I'm down with the flu.
2: Oh, crap.
0: So I'm wearing Family Guy pajamas and my hair sticking straight up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we kicked around the idea once or twice. The thing about a
1: video podcast is you uh, it takes a lot more work to get it together. We'll probably do one
0: or two at some point just for giggles, but uh, video is vi- – basically video is hard and we're lazy. You know, I'd want to like hook up with uh, Half Throttle. Mm-hmm. He comes to visit Utah occasionally. I'd, I'd want to hook up with him to do a video because he, he's got that down pat. Mm-hmm. He could tell us things. Things. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Anything you want to? Uh, any local shops
1: you want to plug, or anything, Jorge? In- insurance business for folks in Texas who need bike all, insurance?
2: No, not at all. Not at all. Now you guys keep up the great work. And I just uh, really enjoy the the podcast, oh. and uh, really have to commend you with the guests that you guys have been putting on the show and lining up. I'm just really impressed with all the information and such. I think we've oh, done thanks. pretty well because
1: I think most of them don't know
0: what they're getting into. <laughs> we managed to we managed to catch them. <laughs> right, right. They haven't actually listened to the show, except uh, Ghazi heard a couple before he got on
2: yeah there's there's that uncomfortable kind of a silence at the very beginning of the interview when you guys are cutting up and it's like ah and they kind of you know they, they kind of get into it after a while it's like okay it's, it's
1: or they get drunk we're not we're not 100 sure but we're reasonably certain through most of roger's interview uh from caribou cases he was uh, he drinking was drinking more, more eggnog with rum in it
0: yep <laughs> there you go there you go is there someone you'd like to see on the show someone you want us to try to get
2: oh wow no i mean i i really nothing on top of my head i mean just the, the stuff that you guys are for lack of a better word exposing me to
0: we uh, <laughs> all about <that> exposing things <laughs> yep.
2: exposing yes it's great you know it's it's uh you know it's it's cool to to see the other side of it
0: <laughs> i want to get some something from harley like somebody from harley on that would be kind of an interesting show would <laughs> be to see how long before he hung up on us. Have dig.
2: <laughs> you guys heard any rumors about Harley? Um, uh, of course, you know they had to. They dropped. Uh, they didn't drop, but the relationship with Buell ended. Un-
0: yes, I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're supposed to be picking up another line of motorcycles. That's supposed to be within that five thousand dollar range or so. Yes, in the sure.
0: fact,
1: they're being made here in Utah. We're going to try to get with them later this year.
0: Yeah, we're going to try to get out to visit them and and ride their bikes. They're basically they started out looking like, oh, uh, yeah, hillsongs, small you know small CC hillsongs. Really. And uh, I guess the plan is they're going to just. Uh, you know, manufacture them here
2: <laughs> Are they going to look like cruisers? Are they going to do a, the sport thing? Or what oh, they-, they look
0: like cruisers The, the Hillsong uh, 250s and the, the 500s They they look like cruisers They already look like V-Rods Yeah I have a <laughs> friend that rides one of those You know, it looks like a small cruiser It was fine. You know, him and I did a road trip With uh, me on a Suzuki M50 And him on a Hillsung. And I only had to pull over, you know, every other hill <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think that's where Harley's going with that. Is is these uh, these this like a, Utah company?
2: Would you not recommend buying a, a used Buell, like a Lightning or a Thunderbolt, or yeah, what? Do you what, what? What is your call on that?
0: If I sold my Buell today, I would buy another, another one. one. <laughs> I would buy a later model Ulysses, one that had gone through you know some of the design changes that they did.
1: Yeah, for for what it's worth, I don't know a single person who owns a Buell and who says, "Oh, this bike is terrible."
0: Yeah. I I am just cursed they remind me of sob owners a lot actually (laughs) it's not so well you know it's part that I'm cursed and part that I know enough about a wrench to pick it up and attach it to nuts and stuff and start turning and that's really where I run into trouble (laughs) until Todd shows up and just shakes his head head and you know cries
2: have you guys picked up any
0: sponsors no we haven't since the beginning of the
2: the show
0: I don't think we haven't really looked into that it would be nice (laughs) (laughs) we dream of such things Give us
2: some
1: money.
0: That would be great. In fact, if, you know, at the uh, Wheel Nerd level of sponsorship, Jorge, yeah. we would be happy to plug your insurance agency. We, we would Absolutely. be happy to, to record some endorsements. We, we were all about that.
2: We will talk about that later.
0: <laughs> we will say nice things about, you know, living in Texas and stuff.
2: <laughs> when does the uh, when does the weather clear up up there?
0: Who knows? Depends. It's been a weird winter so far. It's been unusually
1: warm. So Usually waiting- the morons can be riding by March and the uh, normal people start kicking in around
0: May. I was riding in February last year. <laughs> I rode today. <laughs> in the snow. You have three wheels. It's not the same. Technically, uh. I have four. I'm just not using one right now. <sighs> Nobody likes you. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, thanks a lot for calling in, Jorge. Nice talking with you, man.
2: Same here, fellas. Thanks a lot. And
1: great Yeah, show. thanks a lot, Jorge. Just keep
2: up the great work.
0: Cool. Take it easy, man. Later. All right. So we had one call. Hmm, I was I was expecting a, uh, more turnout than this. Someday this will be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's do some uh, listener mail. Sounds good. All right. Since uh, everyone's afraid of the Chuck adventure Flu apparently, except mm-hmm. Jorge. <laughs> but there are a bunch of places in Texas that I want to go visit because I've seen them on TV shows about steak and barbecue
1: i i was waiting for you to say tv shows on dirty channels
0: but cool. no they're on like the travel channel and the food network oh okay. i don't, All right i don't I, why do i need dirty channels i've got the internet that's
1: an excellent point you
0: know that do they even still have dirty channels except for hotels magazines? uh yeah 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 they do i don't know why yeah it's a bit strange there's like old guys i need to, i don't know so we do
1: have some other listener q and a So Daniel writes to us, Hi there, love the podcast. Planning a trip to Alaska in July with plenty of camping along the way. In one of the episodes, there was a mention of a hammer hatchet that was Wheel Nerd's approved, but I forgot the name. Can you jog my memory? Thanks in advance, Dan. P.S. Go Team Wheel Nerd. So um, my weapon of choice, pun not intended, is the Fort Turner Camp Tomahawk. So Fort Turner's this kind of traditional uh, forging place basically we'll put a link up Fort mm-hmm. turner makes tomahawks so you see them a lot at these mountain man rendezvous thing this has got the uh, hammerhead on the back the axe head on the front and it throws great how much did it cost uh mm-hmm. some mm. <laughs> seventy five
0: dollars <throat> okay well with that in mind i carry a uh erstwing sportsman axe that i got at home depot and it runs for about 30 bucks <laughs> It probably doesn't throw that well. It doesn't throw great, but it it does the job on everything I've had to do on camping so far. Cuts things and pounds things. Cuts things, pound things. Yeah, it was great on the, the, the trip. I think generally you can't go wrong with pretty much any of these. I mean, the
1: tool we're talking about is pretty unsophisticated. It's an axe with a hammerhead on the back of it. Huh? Yeah. The key thing is really you want to look for one that's about the right size you want.
0: Yeah, and the thing I want to say to, to Dan is don't get hung up on, wheel, you know, wheel nerds approved or adventure approved. Yeah. You know, because that, that goes down that road of, you know, hardcore. One side
1: One side is a sharp metal bit, and the other side is a heavy thing. That also describes a knife and a rock.
0: Yeah, I would say just make sure you're, whatever axe you pick up, um, you can pound in tent stakes with.
1: Yeah, that's the key thing. Is if you have an axe you can pound tent stakes in with, that's an insanely
0: useful thing to have around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with Todd's tomahawk, it looks threatening strapped to the back of his bike. Totally. So you've got some self-defense there, too. Get some. <laughs> <laughs> I'll protect uh, you, Chuck. No, you won't. <laughs> well, not from yourself. <laughs> you weren't even offering to protect me during the elk stampede.
1: Well, no, I was covering in fear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's your go-to tactic. (laughs) You know, it's worked for me so far. (laughs) But yeah, you know, any axe that's got a flat side. One thing I would say is I've noticed, because I I actually did some axe shopping, some fancy axe shopping. Mm -hmm. Some of the axes, uh, and you're going to have to excuse my flu-addled mind, but they say they're either drop-forged or they're not drop-forged. So they're actually too brittle to use for pounding in stakes and stuff and they Mm -hmm. warn you that yeah so you know before you get all fancy with what you're going to buy you know it's just a tool right so Mm -hmm. get the right tool for the job 30 bucks at home depot Mm 75 (laughs) dollars at fort turner throws good (laughs) todd likes to throw (laughs) axes it's a good time okay we got uh, another letter here from frequent contributor harry c he writes in regard to our interview with david huff The reason why nothing in motorcycling will ever get accomplished is this. We all hate each other. Two stroke guys hate four strokes. Japanese bike riders hate Harleys. That's true. Everyone hates Harleys. Street guys hate dirt riders. Harley riders hate everyone else. Dirt riders hate quads. Quads hate Jeeps. And now it appears MSF contributors hate MSF. That's fine, but when people drop their pants and have a sword fight in a hotel, no lives are saved. I know I'm right, because it's okay for all of us to band together and hate sidecar riders. They are weird. Well, yeah, they are. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Fuck sidecars. Yeah, everybody says that right up until you want us to carry something.
1: Oh, I don't have room for this. Can you carry my Christmas tree or this
0: sofa? Yeah, you know what that is, Todd? What? That's the ugly girl that never gets asked to prom, but she does everyone's homework. Damn it. Damn <laughs> it. <laughs> Oh, God. Don't don't hurt yourself patting yourself on the back too hard. That's okay. Okay, so I gotta ask, man. Yeah, the fairing on the Ural. Since uh, Harry brings up the the, the whole uh, sidecar thing, mm. you're liking it, right? I'm liking it a lot. It is so big improvement. It, is the Ural or the Strom going to Durango this year? <sighs> You know, I don't know,
1: and I'm trying to decide that one. I'll have the wife with me this time around, so I'll have a passenger in the Ural or on the Strom, and her opinion is pretty strongly sidecar biased
0: for reasons that should be (laughs) self-evident. Because... Being on a strum, she has to be close to you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and we've talked already about the deodorant thing,
1: yeah, yeah, but uh, so I don't know, and then with the fairing stuff, I gotta tell you it's uh, it's a lot less exhausting riding the thing. I haven't done any real long rides with the fairing because you know it's just where was I going to go? the desert right, but uh you know I, I don't know i could I could see going to Durango with it. I'd take a good long time to do it. I think. yeah would you want to like add an additional day coming and going i would be tempted or try a different route and the other the other thing about it i was thinking is if it's just her and me um i can just go real damn slow the whole way you know did, not trying to make normal roads speed i can just putt putt along wait, at 55.
0: wait 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 what? wait wait does that mean I'm, I'm not i'm not i'm what about me you can come too what about me todd what about my needs <laughs>
1: I figured your needs included going over fifty-five, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> There's a little part of me that keeps thinking, it's like, okay, well, if I if I if I did this and I sold this and I got this money, and then and then we could <laughs> hack the Strom, and then that could go fast, and then we could take that to der- <sighs> Don't you still have to go on a honeymoon first? Yeah, and herein lies the problem. We still kind of need a honeymoon, and we'd like a house. <laughs> and, uh, You're like, honey,
0: we hacked a strom and go on a honeymoon on that.
1: Don't think that hasn't crossed my mind. <laughs> However, I have. <laughs> it, should, it should be noted that my survival instincts are sufficiently good that I cowered in fear at the notion of even saying that.
0: I'll do it. I'll get the, we'll get together for dinner or something one night, and I'll just bring it up. Like, why don't you guys just hack the strom and use that for your honeymoon? <laughs> <laughs> God. I want to live... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I know what I'm doing at our next party.
1: No, I've been, I've been, I've been pretty much verboten from doing a fancy sidecar rig until we have a house, mm-hmm. which is understandable since in our current tiny, tiny apartment I couldn't, you know, assuming I suddenly had enough door to get the Ural in. There's nowhere in the apartment big enough to park a Ural, so you can see the problem for me.
0: Yeah, it's very small. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much would be your living room at that point. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, yeah, I think I think there's a decent
1: chance the Euro will go to Durango this year. I'm going to go with the eyes wide open, though. You know, knowing what to expect.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's the big one. Just uh, take it easy, and yeah, I don't have a problem with uh, or, you know going 50 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so. thinking.
1: I'm thinking. Go easy. Go for you know the the as direct as possible dirt routes where possible, and just kind of cruise. You know. I'll be
0: tempted to get a trailer. That would be the one thing.
1: Because that would sure be nice, you know, like, I can't bring enough crap already, right?
0: Right. Well, you'll have Ruthann in the sidecar.
1: Right. So my major crap hauling place is full of wife.
0: Right. So you you need a trailer. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's clear. A taco cart. A mm-hmm. little taco cart to pull around behind me. I am I am a little serious about when we were talking to Jorge that I'm, I'm thinking, because I, I remember last year, it was about February or March, I rolled the Viffer out to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that with the Buell on the next trip out. Yeah. And just uh, just flog it out there and, you know, see what happens. See how far you get. Yeah. Yeah. I go back and forth about it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, what the hell? Go for it.
0: What have you got to yeah, do I'm, Well, if it fireballs. <laughs>
1: yeah. Then you've lost the Buell and big deal. <laughs> Fireballs with me on it. I don't. Uh, I don't even be mean about the bike. But at this point, if it fireballed, would you want to keep it anyway? Yeah, that's true. I mean, if it breaks uh, down on one more trip, how are you going to feel about keeping the damn thing? I'm thinking. I know. No I know. So I'm like. So you got nothing uh, to lose now, man. This thing's invincible now. It doesn't matter. It's indestructible. This is going to run forever now on pure spite. <laughs>
0: I could see it doing that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like my old Subaru. I expect every day to walk into the garage and find the Thruxton destroyed in some way. Yeah, and this is, this is why the Buell will live forever now. The, hand, the Thruxton's handlebars will be sticking out from underneath the, uh, the Buell fairing. There's this ominous crunching noise coming from inside. <laughs> Should we go out there and look? No. Oh. Wait until it's done. (laughs) What did you think about what he was talking about with the South by Southwest stuff? I don't know. Could be interesting. That would be kind of a cool trip.
1: Yeah. We'll have to look at it. I think think some Wheel Nerds trips are definitely in order. Yes. I think... This is going to be the year of the trips, probably, unless I buy a house, in which case it'll be the year of, hey, Chuck, can you come over and help me fix this? <laughs> You've you're been a homeowner for a while. <laughs> you know you know about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Want some ramen noodles? <laughs> I think
0: uh, I think we're going to have to wrap it up.
1: I think our listener call-in show, aptly named because a listener called
0: it. Yep. We called it listener call-in, and we got one. Yes, indeed. Todd, what'd you learn? I've learned that the dreaded Chuck flu can't be transferred via the internet. I've learned that we've got
1: one listener. <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> Go, that, Jorge. And that's all we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next time.